Hi, my name is Marie Olson, and thanks so much for joining me for That Simple Clean Life. Let's dive in, shall we? Well, hello there. Today, I am talking specifically to those of you who are new with your essential oil journey. And I know one of the things that I hear a lot from students especially, is they're not really sure where to start or how to start. So if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I have some simple steps to get started, and I do share several resources on my website, which is linked in the show notes, for where you want to get essential oils from and supplies and things like that. And I've talked extensively about what to look for in the essential oils that you're buying. So the main thing is making sure that you're buying from reputable suppliers that provide the GCMS report so you know exactly what is contained in that bottle of oil. That's going to minimize any kind of adulteration or foreign substances that might be in the bottle and make sure that you're just getting the pure, unadulterated essential oil, which is what you want to look for whenever you're making products for yourself or your family. So the first thing that you want to do is decide what your intention is. Do you want to diffuse essential oils? Do you want to make some body products to use for you and your family? Do you want to use some cleaning products? Once you've decided what your intention of what you're using the essential oils for is, the next thing you want to determine is which essential oils you want to use. So I usually recommend starting slow. If you don't have an essential oil collection at all, what I would suggest is starting with the essential oils that you really like the scent of or things that contain properties that you really want to address. So for example, most people are familiar with lavender essential oil. They know that it's very calming and relaxing. So if your intention is to make a sleep blend, rather than starting with something more exotic that you're not as familiar with, start with what you know. And this applies if you like the scent of lavender. If you don't like the scent of lavender, then don't choose lavender. But start with what you know and start out slow and just decide, you know, what do I want to do with this? I really like the combination of lavender and orange. I've made lip balms in the past that were lavender orange lip balms that were very popular. So just determine what you want to do and then start making your list of what you'll need for that. So for example, for lip balms, I think I used uh, coconut oil and jojoba. I'll have to go back and find my recipe Um, or maybe some beeswax and jojoba. I'll have to look. But Knowing where you need to start is going to be perfect for getting started. So there's a saying in cooking called mise en place, which just means everything in its place. So that's when you gather all of your ingredients before you start. Make sure that you have all the tools that you need. So if you know that you're going to start with lip balms, for example, you know you're going to need lip balm tubes or a container of some kind to store the lip balm. You're going to need the ingredients for your lip balm. So any of your butters, oils, um, the balm portion of the ingredient, and then any of the essential oils that you're going to scent or flavor the uh, lip balm with. So you want to make sure that you have all of that on hand before you get started because the worst thing ever is to start to make a recipe and then realize you're missing a key ingredient so you want to make sure you have all your supplies all of your ingredients 
And then you want to set a time that you're going to do it. I know one of the things that we typically fail to do when we're planning is actually execute the plan. So we have these big plans. Oh, I'm going to start making cleaning products, but we never actually do it because we don't set a time on our calendar. So the next thing I want you to do is once you've gathered all the ingredients, all of the materials that you're going to need is set aside the time for yourself to actually get it done. And you might realize that this is something that's really fun and it really helps you to alleviate stress in your life and it may be something that becomes part of your regular routine but the first thing that you need to do is start and the best way to start is actually take action so I'm going to be talking more about this in future episodes but I feel like a lot of the things that hold us back are making the plans but not actually executing the plans. And so starting and just taking a small action towards your final goal or your final destination is really key in accomplishing this. So once you have your ingredients, your materials, set a date on your calendar and keep that appointment. Make sure that you prioritize this for yourself so that you can get it done And you will be so excited once you've actually made your lip balm or whatever product you choose to make and you get to see the finished product and try the finished product and experience it for the first time. You may discover a new fun hobby or maybe you might even discover a new business for yourself. So this is a great way to experiment at a small scale and just determine if this is something that you enjoy doing and if it's something you'd like to continue doing. So again, just to recap, make sure that you're starting with ingredients that you love. So if you don't like lavender, pick a different essential oil. Try orange or lemon. If you are really into essential oils that maybe a lot of people aren't as familiar with, but it's one that you are, then start with that. You always want to make sure and research your essential oils. Make sure that it's safe for the application that you're planning to use it in. Make sure that you know the proper dilution. It's always best to err on the side of a lower dilution than too high of a dilution, for example. In general, uh, lower dilutions like 1% dilution are perfect for um, people that have sensitivities. If you are using this for facial care, for example, you want to start with a lower dilution. 2% is typically the dilution that you would use for cleaning products. And then it would go up based on the application. I typically blend at about a 5% dilution or lower. Most of the things that I use are 1, 2, or 3% dilution, if that's helpful for you. So keep that in mind. Make sure that you're using an accurate dilution chart. So um, I know that there's several available and I usually provide one in the classes that I use. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, let me know and I'm happy to send that along. But I also wanted to share that I've recently added some new resources to my landing page. So when you go to the show notes, I'll make sure and share those, but there's some recipes that I'm happy to share with you so that you can get started, as well as a monthly recap if you've missed what I've talked about in my community group. And of course, there's a link to my community group if you have not joined us there as well. So definitely check out those resources and let me know if those have been helpful for you. 
And as always, if you have found value in this episode, I would love for you to rate it, leave a review, or share it with a friend. I'd really love to get the word out about using essential oils safely, effectively, and just getting started if you've been wanting to try them for a while. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you next time on That Simple Clean Life. My goal with this podcast is to provide short, easy-to-digest snippets of essential oil education, as well as share information about ditching and switching from a more toxic option to a less toxic option. I plan to have one new episode every week, usually on Wednesdays, so join me for a midweek minute and break from your day to learn about ways to relax and unwind with essential oils and other things to help you with that simple clean life. Thanks for joining me and have a great day. Thank you.